Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. And today we're going to continue our series titled Listening to Heaven's Infallible Teacher. And these messages, if you've been listening to them, you'll know that they come from the Sermon on the Mount. And today we're going to talk about prayer is for real. The text we're concentrating on is Matthew 7, 7. It talks about prayer and the golden rule. It says, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And the scriptures will work through a Matthew 7, 7 through to 11. Let's, let's continue on from verse 8. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, and him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will instead give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will instead give him a snake? If you then, evil and sinful by nature, as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, perfect as he is, give what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking him? That's true, isn't it? We want to be good parents. We would never do wrong by our children. So how much better is our Father in heaven? Prayer is for real. It cannot be explained away by psycholo- psychologically as an expression of wistful thinking, nor can it be ignored as the residual of some ancient social custom. Prayer is neither child's play, nor is it a religious exercise. It is as much a part of life as breath itself. But the question still comes, though often unspoken, can we in a scientific age continue to believe in prayer? This question is not peculiar to our generation. People have always questioned the value and effectiveness of prayer, even in the time of Christ. Some have honest doubts, some are skeptics, and still others question the value of prayer because they have observed professing Christians misusing prayer. We've all been in those churches. That normally comes from what I would call a goat church, and that's not greatest of all time. There are sheep and there are goats. You don't want to be in a goat church. Don't be misusing prayer. Don't be manipulating. And in this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, Christ unequivocally said that prayer is for real. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened for you. In Jesus' assertion that prayer is for real, he offered a pattern, he offered a promise, and he offered a proof. Let's go through those three things now. First one's the pattern. Jesus offered a pattern for prayer in Matthew 7.7. It is a pattern of asking, seeking, and knocking. Now if we put this hand in hand with the Lord's Prayer, we've got something powerful. So simple, but so powerful. The followers of Christ recognized that he was more than any other person could teach them how to pray. 
They were fascinated by his preaching, yet they never asked him to teach them how to preach. They would sit for hours and listen to him teach, yet they never asked him to instruct them on how to teach. But when they heard him pray, they came to him and said in Luke 11, 1, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus continues to stand as the supreme authority on prayer, for his whole life was bathed in the spirit of prayer. He knows what it can accomplish, and he knows the power that it can exercise. In his Sermon on the Mount, he outlined the pattern that we need to be followed. First one is, he said, ask. To ask means that we acknowledge our need to admit our own helplessness. We all experience times where we can only come before Christ asking, when we've got nothing else left. We're like a blind man on a corner who asks for someone to take him safely across the road. He asks and at the same time can offer nothing in return. True prayer is always offered in that spirit. Such prayer can never be ours if, like the self-righteous Pharisee, we compliment ourselves and we criticize others. Prayer has nothing to do with personal merit or promise of doing better in the future. We've all heard people pray like that, Lord, if you just gave me this, I promise I won't do that again and I'll be a better person. That's not how we're supposed to pray. Real prayer is in the words of the publican who said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, in Luke 18, 13. Therefore, asking means that we acknowledge our need. Asking means that we address ourselves to a person. We cannot ask some inanimate object for a response. Thus, when we pray, we address ourselves not to a thing, but a personal God who hears and cares. Certainly, Jesus was saying that God is always approachable. He is present with his ears open and his hands extended. And asking also means that we can pray specifically. Paul said in Philippians 4.6, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything. When he says everything, he means every circumstance and situation. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. Ours is not to filter out our requests before offering them to God. But like a little child, we are to open our hearts to God. He is a good and loving Father who will answer those requests that He knows are best for us. He won't answer all of our requests. He'll answer those requests that He knows are best for us. And He will answer them in such a way to fulfill His will. To pray is to seek God's will. We need to understand that. Not to seek our will. Many times we do not know what God's will is. So we simply let our requests be known and ask God to grant it only according to his will. When I pray, it's always, God, your will be done on earth as it is here in, in heaven. We need to understand that. It's not our will. And in such spirit, we can pray with confidence, knowing that if we pray according to God's will, he will hear us. And then he said to seek. And seeking conveys the concept of effort, doesn't it? In the model prayer that he's given us, in which Christ told us to pray for our daily bread, he was not instructing us to sit down and passively do nothing. Rather, he was indicating that we should ask God to give us the opportunity to earn our daily bread. When a farmer prays, this prayer means that he is asking for the opportunity to prepare the ground, to plant the seed, to cultivate the crops, and tend to the plants. And when we pray, thy kingdom come, 
we're praying that we'll become so committed to the matter of personal soul willing, winning and building up of one another that God's kingdom will be hastened. That's what we're praying there. Next it says to knock. That's the third step of the prayer, to knock. Knocking carries the concept of effort plus persistence. Jesus illustrated this with the story of the man who continued to lock, knock late into the night on his neighbor's door until the man got up and answered his request. In Luke 18.1, Jesus taught that we are always to pray and not lose heart. We may allow lack of understanding or disappointment or bitterness to cause us to give up, but we shouldn't. How long must we keep on praying? How long? The answer's an easy one, until the answer comes. And then there's a promise, isn't there? In Matthew 7, 8, Jesus offered us the promise that if we ask, we will receive, and if we really seek, we will find. And if we continue to knock, the door will be open to us. These verbs, ask, seek, and knock, are in the present. Thus Jesus is telling us to keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. We are never to be discouraged in prayer. God promises that he will always answer our prayers, always. He may not answer them in our way, but he will always answer them in his way, which is the best way. He alone has perfect love, perfect understanding, and perfect wisdom. Which then brings the question, to whom is this promise made? Now let me assure you, it's not a blank check that's made out to all of humankind. It's a promise made to the followers of Christ who are sincere enough to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, and to keep on knocking. It's not for everyone, but it can be. Prayer is for real when the pattern is followed and the promise is accepted. And then thirdly, he gives us proof. Verses 9, 10, and 11, proof is offered. He, Jesus, used the analogy of a father kindly responding to the request of his son. Then he drove home the point that if we as frail, sinful human beings desire to answer our children's request, our Heavenly Father surely desires to answer the request that we bring to Him. Proof that prayer is for real is found in the God to who we pray. It is found in His nature, His resources, His wisdom and His love. Prayer can become real in your life. I'll be finishing up here, but just... Think about these things. Prayer can become real in your life if you allow and follow these simple steps. First, decide what your need is and get it clearly focused in your mind. Second, in the light of what the scripture says, determine if your desire is right. Thirdly, put it in writing. That will help you clarify your thinking. And as you talk to God in such a place or get in such a place or such a state of mind that Nothing can distract you. Remember that you are talking to God and not to some human being. Share with God what you will do as his instrument to bring about the answer to your own prayer. Answered prayer is more often a cooperative effort between a person and God than simply a unilateral action on the part of God. When your prayer is finished, never forget to be grateful. Never forget to be grateful and express gratitude and thanksgiving to God 
Be willing to accept God's answer, whatever it may be, remembering that His will is always best. And when you've taken these steps, you will discover the, through the pattern, the promise, and the proof that Christ offers that prayer is real. Let me encourage you as well to be diligent with your Bible study, Tom, as I do every week. Because God has so much more for us than we can get from going to church once or twice a week or hearing someone else talk about the Word. If you get all your ministry from YouTube, you need to start studying a little bit harder. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And You're important to God. You know that already, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that He wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings. <laughs>